Happy postseason Celtics fans. Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast. With the start of the playoffs upon us, we here on the podcast wanted to take a look back at the season, but not in an ordinary way. Instead, we've listened to you guys for ideas for our first ever Celtics Life Award Show podcast. I'm Topher Lane, here with Luis Gonzalez. Luis, you're going to start off by breaking down at least where we stand now as far as the playoffs go. So let's start off with that, and then we'll go into the award show. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure, as everybody knows, we're going up against the Chicago Bulls in the first round. I certainly don't think that this is a matchup that can be easily written off. I mean, remember, the Celtics are coming off of back-to-back first round uh, first round losses in the playoffs. Um, and the Chicago Bulls obviously aren't the greatest team. They kind of snuck in um, to the playoffs based on other teams losing and whatever. But I think it's it'll be a decent matchup. I mean, they still have Dwayne Wade. He is like 400 years old, but he's still Dwayne Wade. You never know what's going to happen with him. And playoff Rondo, I mean... He's always a wild card. You never know what you're going to get with him. I do um, want to chime in there. The last time we saw playoff Rondo, he disobeyed Rick Carlisle in like the first round and had like an eight second violation in the backcourt. Oh yeah. So which great. one are we going to get as far as playoff Rondo goes? Yeah, I mean, tune in to find out. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, if he if he shows up like he did with the when he was on the Celtics, I mean, that's you never know. That that's a tough one. But I, I'm still, I, I still think that the the Celtics will pull it off. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if it goes six games. Um, yeah. But I, I guess we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll surprise us all, and Al Horford will be the key after all, and we'll get a sweep or end them in five games. Who knows? But yeah. besides that, we have Washington going up against Atlanta. That's a weird series. I think Washington is. I think Washington will pull that one off. But I don't know. That that's kind of like a. That I, I'm up in the air with that one uh winner, Toronto yeah the winner of that game is who we'll see second round assuming that we can get past the Bulls yeah um, a lot of commenters at least on Celtics life are saying that they really don't want to see the Hawks yeah I was just about to say yeah but like I mean at the same rate both of them are tough matchups for us I mean at least like we have people who can defend John Wall and Bradley Beal and Marcus Smart and Avery Bradley but in the front court like they've got Marcin Gortat who's actually kind of a beast not what you'd expect out of him at least yeah yeah, and I mean, Atlanta's been playing pretty well lately, so yeah. sort of riding momentum coming off of the regular season. Yeah. Especially against the Celtics, too. I mean, they've crushed us the last two games. Yeah, that exactly, exactly. So, I, I don't know. It's like pick your poison with those two teams, but I, I think, I, I agree, I would rather uh, go up against Washington there, but let, let's one one round at a time. we got to get past Chicago first. Um <laughs> Then we got uh, Toronto and Milwaukee. Um, that that's that should be a good series too. Milwaukee um, is this under the radar team, really long, very talented, very young. Um, but Toronto's experienced, um, good backcourt there. So I, I'll I'll go with Toronto there. Um, I really and then, like that series though. That's yeah. gonna be like a really fun playoff series. Yeah, if, if that went seven, I I I would ex- I, I would expect it of all of the first around matchups in the East, at least. Um, I think that's the most intriguing. Yeah, and just the matchups. I mean, just like Giannis, playoff Giannis. Like, he, like I think he was in the playoffs three years ago, I want to say. Maybe it was two years ago. But he was still really young. He's, like, yeah. developed into this monster who's like, knows how to lead this team. Yeah, he isn't nearly the same player now as he was two, three years ago. Yeah, so, like, I'm really excited to see what he can do in the playoffs. And, like, yeah. it's, and like they've, they've put together a really good run since the return of Chris uh, Chris Middleton. Yeah. They've become a really solid squad. And they've yeah. pushed from completely out of the playoffs all the way up to the six when they were having conversations like, can we pull the eight seed? Can we pull the set? And now they're the six, almost the five, but the Hawks won on Monday. So... It's going to be a really interesting series. I still yeah. take Toronto, but I'm really, really excited about it. That's going to be one of my must-watch series. Yeah. Well, your must-watch series will be that. My must-watch series is definitely going to be Cleveland and Indiana. I mean, <laughs> just like, I guess it's just me having flashbacks to a few years ago when Playoff Cleveland. George, yeah. Well, yeah, when, uh, well, when Miami um, was going up against Indiana. Well, LeBron, Miami, going up against Indiana and Lance Stevenson and Paul George and yeah. Roy Hibbert at the time. Obviously, Roy Hibbert doesn't play for either of these teams, but I don't know. I, West I, too. Yeah, they had like yeah, Wes. Is it? I always want to say it's George Hill. Is it George Hill? Yeah, George Hill. That team was stacked. They were a really good team, and then they completely I, fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, Roy <laughs> like, Hibbert is God knows where. He's yeah, in Denver. He got traded to Denver at the deadline. 
Yeah, he got traded. Well, he first he was in LA. Yep. Then he got traded to Denver. Uh, I think two years ago or last year he was with Charlotte. Yep. Um, yeah, he's been all over the place. It's kind of crazy, but um, that's that's going to be a great series. I still think Cleveland will turn it on. I, I hate saying that because I sound like one of those. Well, Cleveland can suck in the in the in the regular season because once they get to the playoffs, they'll just turn it on. You know, flip the switch. But lost lost three straight. Yeah, but seeing that game that they had that, that Cleveland had against the Celtics um, a few weeks ago, like I remember, I think it was in the third quarter. I may, I may be wrong about that, but LeBron went on this tear where he just like posted up on every single play and scored on every single play. Yeah, that was the just, second quarter. Yeah, it was it continued through the entire game. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's just like it, no matchup problem at all. He's just doing what he wants to do. Um, so I don't know. This Cleveland team is all over the place. We'll never know what we're going to get out of them on a nightly basis. Um, but I think Paul George will definitely be the key to this series. And we'll see if Lance Stevenson can rekindle some of his magic with, uh, LeBron James. He's been, uh, making headlines so far in like his three weeks with the Pacers. Where he, like he put up the <laughs> shot at, the, at like before the buzzer, they were up yep. 20 and he puts up the layup with like, what, two seconds left? Against, Probably less than that. Against, uh, against Toronto, I think. And they got mad. They were like, there was about to be a fight. Like, after the buzzer, there was about to be a fight. That was hilarious. It's funny because Lance, um, after the game, uh, they were interviewing him. He was like, you know, I was just, I was trying to apologize to them. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Yep. Just blow uh, in their ear. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. He should have just gone up to every single one of them. Just like, look, sorry, man. Low, quick, quick blow in the air, and <laughs> let's keep it moving. All right. Um, in the West, we've got Golden State and Portland. Damian Lillard, Lillard predicted Portland would win in six. I'm not that oh, confident. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. But I mean, I'll be, what? Like, I. It's like, what do people expect him to say? We're gonna get swept. I mean, well, no. you know, I genuinely believe that they are the best backcourt to play the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, but they can't stack up front court. Give give the uh, Trailblazers a good forward center, like an all star forward center, and they're just on the cusp of contender converse- conversation. The thing is, just the West is so tough. Yeah, it's so tough. But yeah, I I think you're right about that. Um, they're, they're like just a piece or two away. So I yeah I agree they're not going to win it this year. But you know they've got a lot of pieces that they need. They just need one more to be able to yeah. actually be able to They're like the Celtics of the West. Yep. Just like that one piece to to bring them over the top. Um, Clippers, Utah, that'll be a good series too. Uh, I'm picking Utah here just because I don't trust the Clippers to do anything. Um, yep. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the predecessor of the breakup of the Clippers because they're this is like the fifth year that they've had the same roster. And Can't get it done. They cannot do anything. Nope. For this they got was like the second round. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's what I mean. I don't I don't trust him to do anything at all. So yeah. I'm I'm going with Utah here. Yeah, me too. And it's I mean, it's first year ever for the play- I mean, maybe maybe the Jazz are going to be caught up in like the hype of the playoffs because it's their first time ever being in the playoffs, but you know, I I, I like the the Jazz in this series. Yeah, for sure me too. I'm going to skip this this one playoff series and go to San Antonio Memphis. Um I think that'll be a good series too. I see that going 5 or 6 uh to San Antonio. Um yeah. I think Memphis is nearing the end of its West uh, Western Conference playoff run. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, good defense, but San Antonio is San Antonio. So uh, I, th- I think that's that's all that needs to be said about that. Yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah. And then we have which I what I think is the best series in the first round: uh, Houston going up against OKC. That's going to be a great series. It's just there's so much. It's the battle of the MVPs. Yep. Right? You got Westbrook versus Harden. Then you have just battle of former teammates in Russ yep. and Harden. Yep. And then you have like just these two really compelling teams that just play really exciting basketball. You know. Yeah. The Rockets can be hard to watch sometimes because they just heave up like sixty threes a game or something. Yeah. But you know, I mean, either way, it's just it's going to be high octane offense. It's going to be a real. That's my other must-watch series. Is yeah. you know that's that's my Western must-watch. I wouldn't be surprised if the the final score 
through through the first three games was like some averaging somewhere around like 132 to 136. How many triple doubles do you think Russ is going to put up in this series? I think he's going to try to get a triple double in every game that they're in. He's going to sweep the series as far as triple doubles go. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I I really think so. I, I I mean, he's just he's he's uh, he's the MVP for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, but it's crazy because James Harden was two rebounds away or was two was away. Well, how do I say yeah, this? He had like 2000. He had eight points. Yeah, yeah. He averaged eight rebounds per game and he averaged over 10 assists per game. Obviously averaged over uh, what was it close to 30 or 29 or something like that. Um, so to think that he also almost was like so close to averaging a triple double, that's like two players that basically averaged triple doubles going up against each other in the first round. Yeah. It, it almost seems a little unfair that the, one of these two teams is going to be out in the first round. But that's just how it goes, I guess. It kind of reminds me of the uh, Clippers-Spurs series three years ago, I want to say. Yeah. That was like, it went to seven. That was an insanely awesome playoff series. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everyone was lighting it up. Because the Clippers, again, they're like one of the, I feel like they're one, they've got one of the best lineups in the game. And yeah. they actually finally used that, that that year. That was the year that they did lose to the Rockets uh, in the second round that they should have probably gotten to the Western Conference Finals and then probably could have taken on the Warriors and gone to the, the finals. That would have changed everything. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't, and now they're one round away probably from, from breaking it all up. Yeah, well, because Blake Griffin and J.J. Redick are free agents this year. Yep. And I feel like they've got to... F- finally admit like hey man we're getting older and this team is just clearly not contending we can't afford to add another player yeah. at least I wonder, consequence i wonder if doc is going to leave with them he should yeah i mean since he he doesn't like rebuilds uh, the clippers are on their way to a rebuild yep so all right so now that we've got all of that out of the way we're going to get into this award show that we've got so we have a bunch of categories with all these uh, nominees that you Celtics Life readers have given to us. So what we're going to do is that we're just going to go through these uh, categories like any other award show. Yeah. And we're going to go over the or um, reveal the nominees. And then Topher and I will discuss who our votes are, or who we would vote for. Yeah, so a ton of these were from listeners readers who made these comments whether you listen or not we really appreciate it some of them were a ton of fun uh we're gonna do our best to not you know duke it out over these you know because we're gonna have kind of these different things obviously uh if you have an opinion you don't like what we chose give us a tweet uh use the hashtag celtics life podcast uh comment whatever you feel like but you know this is meant to be fun we just want to kind of break down the season in a more entertaining way we got here on the shoulders of a 50-win, Celtics' first 50-win season since 2010-2011. So, you know, this is just a, a great way to look back on one of the best Celtics seasons uh, of the second decade of the 2000s. So, we'll open it up with best surprise nominees. I feel like we should have a drum roll or something. Nominees. <laughs> Jalen Shooting, who he had, everyone I feel like was pleasantly surprised by Jalen Shooting. The Celtics winning 50 games just said it first time since the 2010-2011 season or just the offense coupled with you know everything going on. Uh, what do you think? I am going to go with winning 50-plus games for sure. And it's a little annoying now that the Celtics have secured the number one seed. Now you see all, you see all of these articles coming out that the Celtics might be the weakest uh, number one seed in the East in quite some time since like Detroit in 2007. Um, all, all this garbage about how they're like a super weak team in the East and super weak for a number one seed. And I, what I think that people don't realize is the fact that we're way ahead of schedule. Oh, yeah. I mean, just four years ago, we won, what was it, 23 games or some, something around that number. I may be off by like two games. Um, 25. Yep. Yeah, it's 25 games. <laughs> and four years later, we're, we're number, we're number one in the East. Yeah. Can I, uh, make a second nominee or fourth nomination to say that we're the number one seed being the best surprise? <laughs> yeah, that definitely. I can't imagine anybody, anybody, anybody would have envisioned 
this this team the way that it's constructed right now, especially okay. after not making any deals at the trade deadline to be number one in these. All right, here's my here's my response to that. We need to stop saying that. We need to stop using the rebuild as a crutch because we're yeah. not we're done rebuilding. Yeah. We're we're done. We're, we're continuing to get the the benefits of rebuilding through the Nets picks, but we're done. We're the first seed in the East. Either way, we were going to be. I don't want to say we're contenders, but we're on the cusp of the contender conversation. Yeah, I think we're still a piece away. Yeah, but you know what? The rebuild's over. We can't stop using that. Or we yeah. have to stop using that. Yeah, I think next year will will definitely be our year if everything um, works out this summer in terms of uh, Nets pick and potential trades, et cetera, et cetera. I think next year will be the year where people stop questioning our status. All right. Biggest letdown. What do you got? So for biggest letdown, the nominees were defense, rebounding, Marcus Smart's shooting, uh, Terry Rozier's season, injuries, and Bradley, you know, Avery Bradley's inconsistency. Um, I am going to have to go with injuries for sure. I expected um, the injuries. You think so? Well, I mean, the Horford concussion thing was weird, but it only yeah. affected the stretch, you know? Yeah. My... Biggest issue, I would say smart shooting, you know, because like, especially at the beginning of the season, he seemed like he had pieced it together and he was like shooting relatively well. And he got that haircut and <laughs> then he was shooting even better. He was like putting up like for like, I think like eight straight games. He had like a 40 plus percentage from outside. And now he's like back to like doing Marcus smart things where he's like in a double team and he's just like, oh, I want to shoot this three. It feels like a good idea. Now, yeah. Marcus smart shooting, biggest letdown for me. Yeah, for sure. He, his shooting has been all over the place. Um, but speaking of, you did mention Marcus Smart's hair. Our next uh, category is best hair. And for, for this uh, category, we have Marcus Smart and Kelly Olenek. There was an honorable mention in the comments of Jay Crowder as well. Okay. Which, I, you know, I... I mean, nobody on that team really has exciting hair. Well, if we're talking beginning of the season, right? So, like, Gerald Green also did some weird stuff yes. this year. If we want I'm, to I'm mad he wasn't a nominee. Yeah, he should be a nominee. <laughs> but uh, Marcus Smart's first haircut, like, with, like, the weird... I don't know how to describe it. Like, where they frosted tips, but they were... I don't know what it... It was, like, the blonde whatever yeah. at the top. I liked that. Yeah. I thought that his haircut at the beginning of the season was pretty solid. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little biased because I was doing the same thing. It was like kind of locking his hair. Really? Yeah, I didn't have the frosted tips, but <laughs> I, it upset me that he did he did cut his hair. But people were saying that it was affecting his shooting motion. That when yeah. he when he pulled back, it, it, the ball was grazing the top of his frosted tips. Yep. Um, and that was <laughs> yeah, that was affecting his percentages and what I think he shoot he shot like five percent better or so when his hair was short well it was after the buzz that he got he went through that hot streak yeah and, and then I, you know once, once it started quickly. to cool off i was like oh well, he needs to get another hair he needs to find something else to do i don't know yeah. what he can do with his hair but he's got to find something else to do yeah i, I want him to grow it back and do that thing again i, I like long hair like playoff a... beard but playoff hair yeah all right yeah, for sure. well yeah kelly olenic i don't know what he's doing here other side of the coin Worst hair, same nominees. <laughs> Marcus Smart and Kelly Olenek. Well, since I went with Marcus for best, I gotta go with Kelly for worst. Which um, style, though? He's got the man bun with the headband. He's got the the just weird, like, flowing kind of deal. It's it's tough. I, I want to say just, like, the weird flowing. Yeah, I can, uh, I can side to that. If, uh, if you guys saw our April Fool's uh, post, we had said that Kelly Olenek was suspended for not cutting his hair. Um, I say that, yeah, the, the man bun is my preferred Kelly Olenek hairstyle. Yeah. Uh, someone did say Jalen Brown. People said that they don't like Jalen Brown's haircut. I think it's pretty cool. It's like high yeah. top style. Yeah. He, he's like keeping it real old school with the shorts and I love Jalen Brown. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, he's best, old best dressed. Brad this, yeah. Brad Stevens. James Young. James Young, I, I, like I never see him. Yeah, you always see him on the sideline looking. Yeah, as he, as, yeah he looks great. <laughs> he never dressed for games. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go. Wait, like Brad, as in Brad Stevens? Yeah. No way. No. no. What? No. I'm <laughs> Terry Rozier for sure. For sure. I, I like his. I like his. 
yeah, I like the way that he dresses. I kind of model my style after Brad Stevens, like the non-tailored suit. You know, sometimes pull the open collar, sometimes pull the tie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's casual on the sidelines. Sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I got to look a little fancy. It's a big game, so you, you put on the tie. But half Windsor, I, no, Brad Brad Stevens is he knows what's up. Oh no, yeah, no, we're we're definitely at odds here. You're going with you're going with Brad. I'm going with Terry for sure. It's yeah, the classy, the classy, just kind of keep it normal style. Yeah, Terry, Terry, I can relate to Terry more because he wears like more what I would wear, minus the thousand thousand dollar price tag for a t-shirt probably like i can i can relate to terry a lot more other side of the coin worst dressed kelly olenic and marcus smart i i don't know why brad stevens stevens isn't here whoa (laughs) okay but i'm gonna have to go with kelly olenic because kelly olenic dresses like brad stevens Hmm. i like it's it's hard to pull up many photos of kelly dressed you know casually but in the photos that I have seen, he yeah, he dresses like Brad Stevens. Am I so I I'm not, I don't know if I really know any of the two as far as worst dress goes, but I feel Marcus like I remember, dresses a little bit like Terry. I feel like I remember Marcus like rocking a fedora on the sideline one time. Yeah, no, that's gonna that's gonna I have to be wrong, no. But no, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Marcus on this one just just because if you say Linux dresses like Stevens, then I just can't I can't I have to side with him. So <laughs> gotta, go with, gotta go with Marcus. Yeah, I'm, I'm really upset that Brad Stevens wasn't a nominee here. So I'm going to, yeah. It, it's it's Kelly Olenek, so by default, I'm also picking Brad yeah, Stevens. Yeah, you also hate Kelly Olenek for whatever reason. I no, I, 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 I like him. I just wish <laughs> that he would just, like, demand the ball at times. But he's never going to he's never gonna be that player. If he did, you know that Celtics fans would hate it if he missed the shot, though. Yeah, that is true. You know, like, he gets hot and he hits the shots when he, when he gets the look. Yeah, but then if he started calling for it and missed it. You know, because he's like one of the most aggravating players, in part because he does have the worst hair. In that, part. That, that's probably why. <laughs> uh, uh, best post game meltdown nominees: were Isaiah for the kind of like stretch after the Suns' loss and then the Clippers' loss, where he called out Jay and then he called out Brad Stevens, and then uh, Jay Crowder after the Jazz win when. The fans were cheering for Gordon Hayward, and he lost it on Twitter. Yeah, I gotta go with Crowder. His his Twitter meltdowns like kill me with the all caps and the it, it's it's just so funny. Uh, yeah, I definitely gotta go with Jay Crowder. Yeah, I I was disappointed by it's comments afterwards, but the best post game meltdown has got to be Crowder, just because it was like. It was so exciting to see what he was gonna say next, and he was like really upset, and he's like, "Well, maybe I will go to another team," and it's like. It was like a messy breakup, but then they all got we all got back together. And we're all happy now. But yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, Jay Crowder for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, we got worst post game commentary. Uh, I, I I gotta admit, I'm not too too sure about what's going on here. But we got Kelly Olynyk and Jay Crowder. Worst post game commentary. So like comments afterwards, like from like Abby Shin, like the the sideline report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Just as far as interview goes, I could see Kelly just being kind of awkward. Yeah, he definitely strikes me as as a very, very, very awkward player. I could see him like having put up like twenty five points, and Abby pulls him aside afterwards, and she's like, "So how do you feel?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, I feel good." I, I, I honestly only ever heard Kelly Olynyk's voice like twice. All right, well we'll, just, we'll give it to him out of uh, just out of respect, you know. Yeah. Sorry, Kelly, you're the worst post game commentary. Something to work on for next season. Yeah. Uh, best response to stupid reporters slash writers. Nominees being Brad Stevens, Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford, and his sister, Anna Horford. Yeah, what, what was that? What was it that happened with Anna again? That was, uh, during when Al had a baby and left. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, and yeah. And she for called some out. reason, Celtics writers, I, I don't know if it was writers, but like, at least Celtics fans were like really upset that he like went it's... to see the birth of his child. Yeah, <laughs> and I like think it was writers and fans, but I think it was more directed at writers. I think it was Felger and Maz for the most part. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta go with that. Like that's kind of nuts. I don't know how you pile on, on, on someone for going to go see the birth of their child. I yeah, mean, and she did a good job with it too. She like really there was no restraint. This, yeah, while Anna was calling. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good time. Um, yeah. 
I think we can agree on on Anna Horford being the best response to yeah, stupid writers for sure. Uh, most improved Celtic. This is actually a really tough one. Yeah, it, I, it really is probably the most difficult. Yeah, and that's why we had so many nominees. We had Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jalen Brown, and Jay Crowder. Uh, I I guess I gotta go with Isaiah Thomas. I I think last year he was like just a scorer, but this year he's a scorer and the leader of the team, which I think in the long run is well just means a lot more. Um, so I got I gotta go with Isaiah Thomas, but it's 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 between Isaiah and and Jay. Jay has developed so much I, i'm also a huge jay crowder fan i loved him at marquette i followed him to the nba and then when he got traded to the celtics and i know nobody thought he was going to be the uh the guy that he was going to be they thought i think it was brandon wright who was traded to us they're like oh he's yeah, brandon wright. we really want no I was, I was in there i was like okay it's jay he's gonna be huge it's gonna be awesome and then he totally developed into this awesome player um and he actually like figured out his scoring he's shooting pretty well from outside you know he's found his role and he can defend literally anybody. Uh, no, Jay Crowder for sure for me. But quick kind of tangent on that. NBA does have a most improved player award. Do you think it goes to Isaiah Thomas? Definitely not. I think it's going to go to... Um, oh, is it Rudy Gobert? Yeah, uh, I think he's, yeah. I think he's also up. Yeah, he's also up for defensive player of the year. Oh, Absolutely. But I, I'm pretty sure that'll go to Kawhi or or Draymond. Um, but yeah, I I think he should definitely be in the conversation. Um, but I do think that there are just generally more deserving deserving players than Isaiah Thomas. But he he's definitely he, he should definitely be in the conversation. Isn't he like second? I need to pull up stats. But isn't he like the second leading scorer in? The NBA as far as he's either second or third. Yeah, he is second. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's Russell, no, IT, third, and then because Harden pulled ahead oh, near the end. Okay, yeah. So he was second though. So yeah, it's Westbrook, Harden, and Isaiah Thomas. I mean, that's a nice that's a nice trio right there. Yeah, he's top of the East by like a yeah. long shot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I could um, I could see him taking it, but yeah, sorry, we'll continue with the award show. Uh, <laughs> most attractive um, siblings. Yeah. So for this Hooray. we got. <laughs> uh, Anna Horford, Kelly Olynyk. Hey. Who's Kelly Olynyk has a sister? Well, it or, could be a brother. I don't know. Celtic, don't don't be biased. Maybe, maybe, yeah, so, yeah, just sister brother. Who knows? Uh, and Jonas Jarebko also potentially has a sister Swedish. brother. Everyone in that country is uh, yeah. Everyone in Sweden is good looking. Yeah, I mean, I have to defer to Anna Horford because and I know there's Mimi Horford too. Yeah, there's there's other ones. I live like 15 minutes away from Mimi Horford. So well, there you go. I just I you know I can't can't say that she's I mean she's totally I I'm not I don't want to say too much but I you know I give Horford the vote there. Although I do have to honorable mention for Urebko because Swedish people just generally are good looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Next <laughs> up we've got uh, best decision to let walk. Um here we got Evan Turner, Jared Sellinger, RJ Hunter and some guy James Young. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I honestly which, forget. Which fan thought that James Young was? Does he just forget that he's on the roster still? Honestly, there there's some times where like I I I you forget on that the he's bench. on the team. You see yeah. him on the bench rocking his uh, his style, and yeah. and you just yeah. oh yeah, I forgot James Young is again. I, I, this seems ridiculous, but I have to go with James Young just because I I can't I honestly can't believe he's still on the team, and he's he's gone after the season for sure. But if we're like talking for real, for real, um. Probably RJ Hunter, um, really? which seems, yeah, because it's, I I got kind of tired of them sort of dangling him, not, not really knowing what they were going to do with him. Obviously as a, he, he's a shooter, like he's, he's just a shooter. Um, but we never really got to see him play outside of just like absolute garbage time. Well, um, so like I I would rather him go elsewhere. I honestly don't know how he's doing with Chicago, but I think he got waived by Chicago, but I'm not completely sure. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. 
Uh, um, no, totally, definitely not. Because RJ, he was in the second year of his of his rookie contract. You know, he yeah. was he was young, and he never got the opportunity. Like you said, he never got the opportunities. Uh, nope, never. And it was it came down to who gets the last roster spot: RJ Hunter or James Young. I would have definitely preferred RJ. Yeah, for sure. But the thing with him is that, like I said, he he is a shooter. It doesn't play very very much defense. And with shooters. I mean, I've never played a minute of NBA basketball in my life, but I can assume that if you're a shooter that plays no defense, you need to play a decent amount of minutes to be able to get into a shooting rhythm. You can't just call up a guy after sitting for 20 minutes and say, hey, come into the game, score 10 points. Well, there are those guys who who excel at that. And I think, I I mean, again, I don't think RJ got the chance to to even develop in that direction. So got to disagree with you on that and say Jared Selinger. Yeah, he's another head case there. Because he, you know, Jared was one of the most frustrating Celtics. He was constantly injured. He continued that injury streak this year with with the Raptors before he got waived. Uh, I, I would say Selinger for sure. No, Evan Turner definitely is is high because he just I loved Evan Turner. I think he was a phenomenal player for the Celtics. Um, he was, I I think he was our best late game player. Um, the most clutch, I should say, but he's having a miserable season in Portland. Yeah, that's you know? it's just not working out for him. Yeah, I'd say Salinger for sure. Yeah, best, yeah. best signing. Uh, Al Horford and Gerald Green. I mean, this seems pretty, pretty straightforward. I definitely have to go with Al Horford. Well, yeah, no, there shouldn't be a debate. No, there I mean are, Gerald Green are, does man. bring his own. You know, he he brings his set of skills. I think there well, are fans who are more excited about Gerald Green than they are Al Horford. The ones who think that we overpaid Al Horford. Yeah. Whereas Gerald Green is on like a really cheap contract. And Gerald Green was a Celtic. Yeah. So I think I think there's a bit of nostalgia there too. Yeah. But yeah, Al Horford for sure. Best non-signing. Uh, here we got Andrew Bogut, Larry Sanders, Terrence Jones, and Omri Caspi. Uh, Larry Sanders for sure. Sanders, really? He yeah. Played. Bogut broke himself like a minute into his Cavs career. <laughs> but did, like, uh, what did Larry Sanders play like a minute? Now he got some time, especially in those those games where they were resting everybody. But I'd rather I'd rather it, it, you're 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 comparing somebody who just like got just happened to get injured versus a guy that just like sucked so badly that he got waived. My reason behind Bogut. I do say Bogut for this. My reason behind Bogut is because we, the argument for why we shouldn't sign Andrew Bogut was because he's not durable and because he breaks himself so often. Yeah. So I flipped on the Cavs game and watched, and literally a minute he makes that, like, tries to contest the three, and then limps away, goes down, holds his leg, and I go, yep, yep, he's broken again. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes like out, that. and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. It's like that's just typical... Andrew Bogut, and that's exactly why we didn't sign him, and it was the best decision in the front office because he actually commanded a pretty decent paycheck. Yeah, as opposed to Larry Sanders, who was just getting the minimum. Yeah, exactly. Um, least valuable player. We got James Young. Uh, DJ. Dimitri. Dimitri. Oh, uh, Demetrius Jackson, sorry. Yeah. Um, and AJ. <laughs> Who's AJ? Uh, 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 <laughs> well, maybe maybe by default he should be the guy. I need Paul. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know who he is. I mean, I don't know if Demetrius Jackson ever saw a minute. Did he? I think he may have at some point. I could have sworn I uh, I saw his jersey. Uh, oh, Amir Johnson? No way. Oh, Amir Johnson? There's no way it's Amir. Oh, we're so so ridiculous. Well, there's no um, way it's Mo- it, Amir. Played like significant minutes. No, if, if I mean, yeah, uh, it's, I would say Amir is one of like the least appreciated Celtics. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I was like, who's AJ? Uh, yeah, Amir Johnson. Um, maybe it's somebody else, but because I cannot even fathom Amir being in the least valuable. No, definitely not. I mean, James Young for sure. I, I, he hasn't really done anything, so I think by default it has to be. Yeah, at least Demetrius Jackson's like young, and he's got a lot of. A lot of time to grow, and there's just yeah. space. Like we have so many guards. Yeah. So yeah. least valuable, I'd say James Young. If in fact Amir Johnson is is the third, but yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, completely agree mystery that. signing. 
All right, well, we're going to keep going with initials. This is going to be tough. Most infuriating player, MIP, not the most improved player, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Avery Bradley, and then the token, James Young. Um, to Marcus Smart, his shooting is yep. infuriating. Yep. He's got everything else. It's just that shooting. He needs... He... Well, and the shot choices, you know? Like, why, yeah. why does he have to pull up? When he's got two guys on it, why does he have to pull up like a fadeaway three from like 30 feet away? It just makes no sense. I mean, I, I love Marcus Smart. He does a ton of things well. He's an insane late game defender and he'll, he'll win you games, but not on the offensive end. Yeah, definitely. So not. we need another winter storm apparently so he can be in the gym for a few hours working on his stroke. And... I don't even know if that's the, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, no idea. Biggest waste of God-given talent. Got Elia Linick. Yeah. Marcus Smart. Jailed Green. Um, Kelly Olynyk. I'm 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 kind of unsure. Actually, it's it's between Kelly Olynyk and Gerald Green because Gerald Green is so athletic. Um, Kelly Olynyk, Olynyk, kind of like I hinted at earlier, just defers way too much. Dude, but he's he's been he's been doing well this year. He but he could be doing better. Oh wow! Yeah, sure. Everyone could be doing. He, he could be doing better. <laughs> Everyone could be doing better. Marcus he Mark could be, be doing, doing a lot. Better. Yeah, Marcus Mark could be doing a lot better too. If you want to, but he's not a waste of, of talent. I mean, th- th- this. I don't like either. Categ- this category is also kind of like, eh, like. I don't, I, don't, I don't like either of the three. Yeah, I mean, they all they all do, they all do something. But yeah, and I if think... you look at Kelly Olynyk, are you like, oh, that dude's a basketball? Aside from the fact that he's like seven feet tall, no. I would you would you expect that he is a basketball player in any capacity? He looks so clumsy, like walking around. I wouldn't say he has talent, you know. Yeah, not definitely. Not, I, I'm so. like more surprised by anything that Kelly Olynyk does. It's like, ah, oh, well, Kelly did that, nice. Yeah. Somehow yeah. he pulled like an insane spin in the lane, put up a basket. No, <laughs> it's gotta be. I of these three of the nominees. From our, our readers, I would only based on offense. I have to say, Marcus Smart. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's a, it's it's similar to the most infuriating player. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, but clearly Marcus is talented, and clearly he knows how to use that on the court. So yeah. I just I don't agree with with any of the three, to be honest. Because Gerald Green, he won that dunk contest in what two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven. And like he it like he showed off a highlight reel. Against uh, the Bucks in the fourth quarter on Friday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, most right. underpaid. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and Avery Bradley. Um, I think for sure Isaiah Thomas. Jay. You think so? You think Jay is worth more than it? Yeah. No, but he's getting paid less than it, right? I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I'd say he's what at like eight million. I think so. A yeah. little bit. Well, I'd only pull up these contracts, but he's not. He's not making more than ten million dollars a year. It's, it's similar to the Avery Bradley situation, if I'm not mistaken. Isaiah's making six. Well, they're actually making close to the same deal. Yeah. So we'll say they're making about the same money. Yeah, and the next year, so it's gonna flip flop. Jay's gonna be making more next year than it is, but. Jay's also going to be locked down until 2020. Isaiah's oh, wow. going to get his paycheck. He's going to get his extension probably this summer. Yeah, it's, it definitely has to be before that. So he's going to see, like, huge, he's commanding a max deal from some team, whether it's the Celtics or not. He's going to be making that money. Right now, he's underpaid, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. looking at the future, Jay Crowder's going to keep making, like, a little over $6.5 million, And he could, I don't know if he's a max player, but, like, you got your guys like Mike Conley who are, Getting ton of money. No, I say Jay Crowder. Okay. All right. Uh, most likely to be traded. We have a Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, and Terry Rozier. I say Bradley. I say Bradley too. I think he has the most value. Well, you know, and Celtics fans, and I agree rightfully. Avery Bradley is a great player, and he belongs on this team. But I don't think we can afford him. Yeah, definitely I think, not. I I, I think we should get out ahead of the ahead of the extension yeah i mean him and marcus smart or will probably demand a lot of money yeah and, and at least marcus we can prolong it because he's got 
his rookie deal for yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you look at, um, both those guys are like the trade chips, the ones that everybody wants to trade for. Those are the ones that, that Ainge seems to get hung up on. Yeah. So, he refuses to let go, like, yeah. uh, so, like Terry Rozier. Yeah. And so I, um, I, I like Marcus. And also, if we draft a guy like Markel Fultz that we want to play at the two alongside Isaiah, one of those guys has got to go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Might as well be Avery before we have to pay him. Yeah. That's so. true. Uh, most likely to not be re-signed. So we got AJ, <laughs> Johnson, uh, Jonas Urebko, Gerald Green, James Young. James Young. Yeah, easy. I, I, I hope. I could see all those guys get it going though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if we're going to pull in like a really big name, I think we would probably have to let go of all of them. Yeah. It's even Chase Blake Griffin. Who yeah. is kind of the, the headliner free agent this year? Or Gordon Hayward? Yeah, so. I don't know. are we looking at a max deal for Hayward? I'm assuming we are, but yeah, definitely after this year. For either, I think I think we have to make room. James yeah. Young is going to be the most definitely not to be resigned. Yeah, but you know whatever. So yeah. on that token, most likely to be missed when they leave. Same list minus James Young because our fans did not nominate James Young for most likely to be missed. Yeah. Um, so we got, yeah, so AJ, Amir Johnson, Jonas Rafko, and Gerald Green, uh, probably Amir Johnson. I just like how, how, I just like how he plays. Depending I, 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 I will miss his, like, awkward shots, um, his awkward, like, hook shot, the way he, like, trudges up the court, um, his facial expressions, how he's like always out of breath. Like he, I, yeah, I'll definitely miss him here. It depends on uh, who we sign. If we get Blake Griffin, we're going to forget about Amir Johnson until we're playing whatever team he's playing. Like the, the Hornets probably is where he's going to end up going. Uh, if we sign Blake Griffin, we're not going to really remember Amir Johnson. If we sign Gordon Hayward, we're going to completely forget about Jonas Repko. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so like, I feel it. Like and I know a lot of fans don't really like Jonas Repko, but I mean, I'm a big fan. I like him. Swedish. Probably has a good-looking sister. <laughs> probably. I'm going to miss that. Even though I don't know what he has, I'm going to miss it. You know? Yeah. yeah good one. Uh, uh, the sweet yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, least likely to be missed. James Young. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> James Young. I mean, again, we forget that he's even on the team sometimes. So, yeah, this is... This is Open and just Not even... <laughs> Yeah, just so you guys know, the the other nominees were Amir Johnson, Jonas Trapko, and Gerald Green. But yeah, James Young for sure. Most anticipated uh, player. Oh, uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn pick, Yabu or Ante Zizic. Yeah, how do you say his name? Uh, I think it's Zizic. I never know if it's the hard C or like the ch noise. Zizic. Because yes. it, it, it makes sense if it's Zizic to me. I don't think so. No, that that's not. No, I, I think it's Zizic. Uh, Somebody call him real quick and ask him for us. <laughs> yeah, I wish his Twitter had like pronunciation on there. You know, those like Google. Yeah, like the thingies. Yeah. Um, I can't anticipate him until I can say his name. Yeah, neither can I. Um, probably uh, the Brooklyn pick because we still don't know for sure who it's going to be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who we're going to pick. I just assume it's going to be Markel Fultz. I know we're probably going to get shafted and put it like fourth pick or third and then miss out on both Lonzo Ball and Markel Fultz, but, you know, I, I really like that. Nonetheless, I'm going to just say Yabu. Yeah, I, I, he's, he, it wouldn't, you wouldn't go wrong picking him. The dancing bear, because, in part because our, one of our biggest issues is rebounding this year, yeah. and Yabu seems to be killing it in the D-League. Yeah. I know that there are guys who, you know, they just, like Jordan Mickey, the living legend, does not do like he he kills it in the D League, but then comes up here and can't do anything. Maybe yeah. that's because he doesn't get minutes, but nonetheless, I think it's because he doesn't get minutes. Yep, that's true. You're right. He, he either doesn't get enough minutes, or he's just like too good to be playing on an NBA court. I do want to say there was a commenter who said most overpaid, and then said Jordan Mickey, and that really? made me cry inside. Oh no! That made that was really upsetting to me. Oh. Yep. <laughs> well, sort of on the same note. Uh, we have under, most underappreciated player. Jordan Mickey. So we have, <laughs> well, he isn't nominated, but you can throw that in. So we have Amir Johnson, Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, Kelly Olenek, and Al Horford. Um, I, I want to say Jordan Mickey for sure. 
because um, yep. I think once he once he graces the NBA court for extended minutes, the the world will see what what this man is capable of. You know it. Um, but uh, most underappreciated, I want to say Amir Johnson. Yeah, I think I actually said it earlier. Uh, he's yeah, Amir Johnson absolutely because he I, lays out. He plays yeah. you know, relatively big minutes. Yeah. And uh, he really puts it all on the floor every time out. Yeah, I think he he contributes a lot more to the Celtics game than people realize. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, dirtiest player. Hmm. Yeah, Jonas Durepko, uh Isaiah Thomas, and Marcus Smart. Uh, I guess, uh, Marcus Smart. Yeah. I feel weird giving this giving this award to Marcus Smart. It should be like the Lance Stevenson award yeah like <laughs> most or like most annoying player oh yeah well he's a, I, like he's i like i like that better than dirty because i don't think any of our players are dirty no not really no yeah I, I, let's refer i want to rephrase this to whoever whoever posed this i'm sorry but i'm going to rephrase this to most annoying player because i think that in, that encompasses marcus smart a lot better than dirty player now all right next category this is my favorite of all the of all the guys he nominated oh. a bunch and i really enjoyed all of these uh, the real most valuable player, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, Billy King, Kevin McHale, Prokhorov, Gino, Red's Ghost, and Lucky. Um, I probably, love that. I love those nominees. That made me so happy when I saw yeah. that. I gotta go with Prokhorov. Really? Yeah. I mean, thank you. I gotta go, with Billy King. Okay. Got you. Oh, yeah. He made that trade. Yeah, okay. Right. Am I wrong? I. <laughs> I just like the yeah the the net, He just oh man. He. It's between those two. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I, I, it, might ha- it has to be a tie. Worst tweeter. Jay Crowder for sure. Yeah, nominees for Jay and, and Isaiah Thomas, and then a toss out to Donnie Tiny Hands. Uh, Jay, uh, it's it's all the all caps. Uh, and the the all caps have a good day, yeah, or have a blessed day. Like those things kill me, man. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Like, why is he always tweeting in all caps? I, it's just his, his personality, man. No, I, I, but they say I, Isaiah Thomas was nominated. I don't really know if it. I've never had any complaints about Isaiah's tweeting. No, he's usually just like promoting something or talking about how he's playing ball somewhere or something like that, but no, no, I wouldn't say he's bad. Yeah, so yeah, I'll agree, Jay. Okay. Uh, player you'd most like to hang out in a jacuzzi with? Terry Rozier or Jalen Brown? Mm. <sighs> That's hard. I guess this would be. I don't know. I I want to open this up to the entire team, outside of just those two. I I I kind of want to say Terry Rozier. I feel like he would be the funniest. <laughs> uh, and by saying that, I, I have to give a, a shout out to our our colleague Mark. He loves Terry Rozier, so I'm pretty sure his answer would be the same. I'd say Jordan Mickey then, if we're going with favorite players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he would be cool. Yeah. I, he, he seems quiet. Yeah, I guess. You know, you just like try and make small talk and just be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you're on a jacuzzi with So uh so nice nice jacuzzi, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you just really, kind of bubble something. Yeah. I guess really, it would be the biggest maybe we should talk to Kelly Olenek. She'd be like, dude, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well thank you guys to Connor Murphy, Joshua Rojas, Jeff Bartlett, Andrew, Gail DeWolf, Zaj, and Zippity Yay, I think. <laughs> For the great categories and comments, we really appreciate it. Uh, we'll take a really quick look at kind of the stuff that happened uh, last week. Last week, took down Brooklyn uh, to start the end of the week. Pretty good game all around. Um, came down a little bit more to the wire than I think anybody expected. Uh, but we came away with the win, 114-105. And then Milwaukee, uh, you know... Really pretty rough game through the first three quarters. Oh, yeah. It was just a nail biter for no apparent reason, even though Milwaukee left four of their five starters at home in Milwaukee. They were watching on TV. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. The starter being um, Jabari Parker, who's out with the MCL injury, ACL, MCL, one of the two. I think it's an MCL. Yeah, so they left basically their entire starting lineup back in Milwaukee and still 
kept up with the Celtics through the first three quarters. Meanwhile, there was playoff hockey going on, so I'm sure a lot of Celtics fans weren't watching, but it still was pretty upsetting. Um, then the fourth quarter happened, and we went on a 24-2 to run, which was basically a Celtics highlight reel. If they were above five foot ten, they dunked it. <laughs> that is that is what happened in that game in the fourth quarter. Uh Gerald Green had some sweet highlights, Jalen Brown had some sweet highlights. Even Amir was throwing it down, Kelly threw it down, Bradley threw it. Like it was like it was awesome. If you want to watch just the fourth quarter, totally worth it. <laughs> uh yeah, so that's that's what we got going on. We talked about upcoming week playoffs for the Celtics start off on Sunday. Uh, we will have coverage of that on our weekend podcast and then playoffs in general start tomorrow, Saturday, uh, with the Cavs and the Pacers and just yeah. have a fun basketball going on. It's going to be an awesome weekend. It's going to be awesome playoffs. Luis, have anything you're working on? Uh, right now, no, I'm just really excited for the, for the playoffs, both in the NBA and the NHL. The Bruins are up one, one game. Uh, against Ottawa, so that's something else to look out for for all yeah. you Boston fans. Yeah, it's gonna be. We were talking about it. Playoff hockey is one of the best times of the year. This is honestly oh. one of the best times of the year. Just like yes. playoff NBA, playoff NHL is just so great. And then you have be- baseball in the background there. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's near the forefront for me. I love baseball. Yeah, and the, and the NFL draft is coming up in six days. Yeah, I bet Marcus is pretty pumped about that. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, guys. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and MixCloud. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss any of our episodes. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. It really helps us out, gives other people a chance to see what we're doing. And if there's something you want us to work on, if you don't like something, have a suggestion, make sure you let us know. We're always trying to bring you bring you the Celtics coverage that you want just the way you like it. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, if you like what you heard, kind of playing around with the new new system, wanted to do the award show, wanted to hear from you guys. If you like what you heard, definitely give us a tweet at uh, you know hashtag Celtics Life Podcast. And yeah, that's all I got. Anything you want to say, Luis? No. Uh, uh, go Jordan, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> Great season, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay with us through the playoffs and uh, keep up with the hashtag to see what we got going on. Thanks, guys. Have a great Thank week. Thank you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.